More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, wearing armor. Are you dealing with a defensive person? Tired of being treated like the enemy? We're going to help you break through those defenses and find peace. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical, theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today our show is titled Wearing Armor. We talk about dealing with those defensive people in our lives, those folks who tend to react and lash out and treat us like the enemy, even when we're trying to be our best selves around them. We want to help you break through those defenses and find peace. Give us a call. The number is 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. Is there someone in your life who's difficult to be around? Because they're so quick to be defensive, so easily offended, always ready to lash out or criticize or make you feel like you have to walk on eggshells around them. Whether you have to deal with this person every day or just around the holidays, it is hard work being around a defensive person. And if you are that defensive person, it's hard work feeling like you have to protect yourself from others all the time. Let us help you discover grace-filled ways to navigate defensiveness and find peace. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. You know, one of the things in a besides being you know just just difficult to deal with um when somebody is, exhibits that extreme habitual defensiveness and hostility it can actually be a sign of what's called victim narcissism you know we we had, tend to believe that the narcissist is somebody who thinks they're wonderful yeah. right but that's not the case really uh narcissism in psychology is about the different ways that people make things all about them and so one of those ways is called victim narcissism. And that's where I make everything about me by always being ready to take offense, always ready to, you know, to feel like I'm the one who's been neglected or picked on or slighted in some way. And it tends to draw a lot of attention then um, by, you know, by behaving that way. And, and so in a sense, you know, being that victim, being defensive is that person's love language because it gets them to suck you in to reassure them or to do what they, you know, want you to do, um, as a, you know, because of their, your, your desire to try to make them happy or show them that you're not attacking them. Or to take care of them in some way. And a lot of, a lot of our listeners might be saying, no, I don't know people who are very defensive, but 
boy, do I know people who are offensive. Well, you know, they say sometimes the best defense is a good offense. And people can be offensive in this way of trying to protect themselves, make it all about themselves, as you were saying, Greg, because they're walking around with a lot of pain. And they're not able, for whatever woundedness they have, to just say, I'm in a lot of pain. Can, can you help me through this? Can we talk about it? This is what I need. They're in that place where they're always being defensive or on the attack and making you feel like you can't do anything right. You don't even really want to be around them. You feel exhausted when you're done dealing with them or angry when you're done dealing with them. It can be draining and difficult. It can also be draining and difficult if you're that person. You know, if somebody is saying to you, hey, look, this is how you're behaving. Well, if it's coming from your own pain, your own woundedness, your own desire to survive, that's a hard practice to break and change and heal if you don't have new skills, if you don't have a way to deal with it. So whether you are that person or you're definitely thinking a couple of people or at least one person when we talk about this topic and you need help figuring it out, we are here for you. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. 7825. Our show today is titled Wearing Armor, and we're talking about dealing with those kind of defensive people. Is there somebody in your life who is tough to be around because they're quick to take offense, to be defensive, to always lash out or criticize, make you feel like you have to walk on eggshells around them? And again, whether you have to deal with that person every day throughout the year or just around the holidays, it's hard work being around that defensive person. And You know what? If you recognize yourself in this, it's hard work feeling like you have to protect yourself from everybody all the time. So let us help you discover grace-filled ways to navigate defensiveness and find peace. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's theology of the body. And if you're not familiar with that, um, when he was Pope, St. John Paul gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years that looked at how we can discover God's plan for leading a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully contemplating God's design in creation. The theology of the body reminds us that we were created to be loved, not used in any way. We have a natural God-given tendency to react when we either believe that someone's trying to take advantage of us or are afraid that they might. For various reasons, that often has to do with their family history. Highly defensive people tend to believe that others won't take their needs or concerns seriously, even if they express them. So they have to come out swinging at the first sign that someone might be using them or taking advantage of them in some way, even if they aren't. That kind of highly reactive, habitual defensiveness is a distortion 
of the God-given warning system that helps us to avoid situations where people are not treating us as persons who deserve to be loved and not used. And that's where we find the key to dealing with highly defensive or reactive people. You know, we can't excuse that kind of behavior, but we have to address it charitably. We've got to resist the temptation to respond to the other person's defensiveness by becoming defensive ourselves, right? We, we in, need to instead ask God to help us address the wound behind the reaction. For instance, we can reassure that person that despite what they might be thinking or feeling, we're really on their side. And while it's important to us to get our needs met, we want to help them get their needs met too if they'd be willing to take off their armor mm -hmm. and lay down their arms long enough to work together. In reflecting on ways to reassure that defensive person that we love them, we value their concerns, that we're interested in working with them once they've stopped lashing out, is the best way to break through their defensiveness and create more peaceful interactions. And that's true in general, but what does it mean for your specific situation with that particular defensive person. Let us help you find ways to navigate that defensiveness and have more peaceful relationships. 877-573-7825. And I'm just going to add this as we go into family gatherings ramping up for the holidays. If you're thinking this time, this time I'm going to have everything perfect for that person. The meal will be perfect. The guest room will be perfect. The activities will be perfect. All my children will behave perfectly so they don't upset this person. Nope. <laughs> it's not going to work that way. Because when you're dealing with somebody who's coming from this perspective, where they are so defensive that they are offensive, it's not about you doing everything perfectly and appeasing them and making it all right this time or any day any time of the year. It's about helping them find a way to meet their needs in a way that doesn't hurt you. That's a win-win. That's a mutual loving of both of you. But it can be tricky to do. So if you're wondering how to address that particular person in your life or heal some of your own wounds, we are here for you today on More to Life. Just give us a call at 877 Five seven three seven eight two five. That's eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. With that, let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your calls. In the name, in the name of the Father, Father the, the Son, Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence, and we thank you for this opportunity to come and come to you and bring to you those people that we find difficult to deal with, who are defensive and lash out even when we're trying to be kind or thoughtful we ask you lord for the grace to not react defensively ourselves but instead respond to them in love reminding them that we're on their side that we're not their enemy and that even though our needs are important to us and that we want to get those needs met we want to work with them to help them get their needs met too if they can lay down their arms long enough to work with us Help us, Lord, to break through those defenses so that we can be humble with each other and receive your grace and healing in those relationships. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Mother and in the name of the Father, Father the, and Son, the Son, and, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. 
Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, we're talking about wearing armor, dealing with defensive people. People who are so defensive that they can be offensive, as Lisa was saying earlier. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Ruth, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Ohio on Annunciation Radio. Hi, Ruth. Welcome to More to Life. Thank you. What's up? I certainly have been described in everything you've said so far this morning. Mm. My husband has ADHD, and he is making me crazy. Well, tell me about that. Has he been and diagnosed with ADHD? Like, how, where does that come? Where, where does that Where does that come from, Ruth? Has he been diagnosed with ADHD? You think he has ADHD? What, what's the situation there? My daughter does not live in Ohio. But she does counseling, and a while back I mentioned that I thought that was his problem, and she said, what took you so long to find that out? So <laughs> okay, so well, you've got two family opinions here, one a more expert opinion, but did you then say, hmm, my daughter who's a counselor is agreeing with my observation, let's go and see if we can get this diagnosed. Have you taken those steps, or is it just making you feel affirmed in your understanding of his behavior? Well, he would balk at going to, a, like, a marriage counselor or whatever. Hmm. So let me, let me ask you this, Ruth. Ruth what, what, is his, what is he doing that, that you're saying is ADHD that it's driving you crazy? What, what are the behaviors you're seeing here? Well... I came home from the grocery store last week, and he cleaned my clock because I didn't buy him the right brand of peanut butter. Well, that's not ADHD. That's that's emotional abuse. So that's a, see, yeah. that, that's the reason I ask it because we we throw these labels around and we think that uh, you know that okay, well now that he's got this label, I can fix the problem with a pill, and, and that's what you told our screener that you know if you suggest oh, he medication. Would not take a pill for it. Well, no, 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 but you're missing my point. You told our screener that you think he has ADHD, but when you, when you bring up get, getting medication for it, then he reacts to it. This isn't ADHD. This is an, emo- this is an okay. emotionally abusive, narcissistic person that needs to benefit from marriage counseling. And I know that you said he won't go to counseling and he won't take medication, but, but you need to start by framing the problem properly. This is a guy who doesn't... So there's, there's, there's a marriage counselor researcher named John Gottman who talks about how the, the single most important thing in, in all the research uh, to having a successful marriage is where the husband and wife are both willing to accept influence from each other. In other words, you know, they respect each other, right? They, when, when, when Lisa says something to me, even if I don't, I'm not inclined to agree with her or I'm not inclined to see it the same way, I do my best to try to see what's true and what's good and what's right about what, what she's telling me, right? And vice versa. That's accepting influence. What you're describing is a relationship with a man who's not willing to accept influence, not just about this, but about just about anything. Uh, and so he, he's a little bit of a tyrant, right? And, and his way works for him. That's not ADHD. That's being a jerk. Um, and the only way to address that is with um, you getting the help that you need to learn how to be strong enough to set appropriate boundaries with him so that his offensive behavior doesn't work anymore, so that you're no longer intimidated by his anger, so that you're no longer willing to let him get away with treating you in this disrespectful way. I don't mean that you have to be mean to him. I don't want you to lash out at him. I don't want you to be cruel. But I do want you to be able to do things like, for instance, um, if he is 
cruel to you in some way or mean to you in some way, you might need to say to him, listen, honey, I love you and I appreciate that you're angry or upset with me right now, but until you can speak to me respectfully, you're not a safe person to be around. And when you're ready to apologize and talk to me about how we can have this conversation respectfully, I'm willing to have that with you. And then you walk, now he gets mad, but you walk away from that. He comes back an hour later and tries to pretend that everything's fine. He says, so what's for dinner? And you say, you know, honey, I'd really be happy to talk with you about dinner, um, but, until, but I can't until you're ready to apologize for the way you treated me and talk to me and, as the most important thing, and talk to me about how we can have that conversation more respectfully moving forward when you're irritated with me. And then he's, well, I can't believe you're bringing that back up again. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way, but I can't speak to you about anything else until we've addressed this. Because in a healthy relationship, Ruth, that's exactly what happens. In a healthy relationship, if I, if I said something that offended Lisa and she said, Greg, you really hurt my feelings, our conversation would stop and I would address that. I would either clarify what I was trying to say or I'd apologize for the way I came across. We'd talk about how to handle that better and then we get back to the topic. In a relationship like yours, that's not what happens. He does something mean, you say, ouch, that hurt, and he says, I don't care, and then goes, <laughs> just keeps rolling over you. Uh, and then if you try to bring it up later, he acts offended that how dare you would you know, just rub this in my face. That's not ADHD. Right, that that's emotional abuse and you know and and, and f- profound disrespect in the relationship. So what I'm going to suggest to you, you're right. He won't go to help, get any help because the marriage works for him. All he has to do is fume and stomp his feet and holler and yell and and you know everybody stays out of his way and gives him what he wants. That's not ADHD. Um, what you need to do is you need to start getting some counseling for yourself to learn how you can be that strong prophetic woman of God who can set the boundaries that challenge him to be the man God wants him to be to be able to keep your your peace so that when you set boundaries it's effective not yelling not screaming not tantruming not mirroring his behavior with your own degrading behavior to yourself being able to be that woman of God who holds your peace knows your value and knows your husband's value so that you can call him on to live into that instead of this degrading behavior that's degrading to him as well as to you. So Ruth, as a follow-up, I'd like you to check out our book, How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love, which looks at eight habits that healthy couples practice and how any couple can learn to do those things. The book is written in such a way that even if only one spouse wants to make changes, there are things you can start doing based on that book to start seeing those changes happen. Uh, In particular, I'd I'd like you to look at that chapter on mutual respect in How to Heal Your Marriage and Nurture Lasting Love. Um, But I do think the key here is you getting some uh, either professional counseling help or pastoral counseling help um, in order to learn how to be strong enough to charitably but effectively stand up to this behavior that you're you're describing um, so that he doesn't get rewarded for acting like this and can start to see that his behavior isn't just hurtful to you and to the marriage, but to his own ad- dignity as well. If you'd like more support in overcoming this, I'd encourage you to reach out to us at catholiccounselors.com to learn more about our work. We do a lot of work with this kind of marriage, honestly. Ruth, thanks so much for the call. 877-573-7825. Today's show is on defensiveness. It's titled Wearing Armor. As we talk about dealing effectively with those defensive people, if you're tired of being treated like the enemy, if you're tired of walking on eggshells around that person, we want to help you navigate their defensiveness and find peace. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. 
7825. More to life. We'll be back with your calls. Plus, we'll be joined by Damon Owens of Joyful Ever After. He'll be sharing some insights from the theology of the body on how we can deal with defensiveness and defensive people. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues after the break. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Finding good health care, encouragement for healthier living, or solid spiritual direction can be frustrating. That's why the Catholic healthcare alternative, CMF Curo, is offering a health-sharing option. Curo's Christ-centered wellness services include Catholic wellness coaching, spiritual direction, and a Catholic community supporting your health and wellness needs. Visit cmfcuro.com to learn more. That's cmfcuro.com, where you can experience Christ's healing love in your health and wellness. He was a pope, a saint, and a doctor of the church. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. Pope St. Gregory I the Great is one of only four popes honored as the Great. Among his many achievements was sending missionaries across Northern Europe, especially St. Augustine of Canterbury, who brought Christ to the people of England. In a pun, Pope Gregory called the English people angels. He died in 604. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Wearing Armor, as we talk about dealing with defensive people, those folks who are so easily offended and always seem to lash out or criticize or make us feel like we have to walk on eggshells around them. How do you deal with it? Give us a call, 877-573. 7825. Joining us right now, Damon Owens. He and his wife, Melanie, are the uh, founders of JoyfulEverAfter.org, a theology of the body-based marriage ministry. Damon, welcome to More to Life. Thank you, guys. Happy Thursday to you. <laughs> and with your spirit. So, you know, when we're, dealing, <laughs> yeah. and when we're dealing with reactive people, what can the theology of the body mm. teach us about that, about, about managing them charitably? Yeah, you know, the practicals and the, and the specifics is, again, the gifting of, of you all in that sense. But the principles are really beautiful in the sense that John Paul II is uh, really emphasizing the universal truth about what it means to be a human person. So we don't have to sort of doubt about whether or not love can really transform another person. We don't have to doubt about this need to be seen, to be received, uh, to give ourselves in love. These are universal human realities driven directly from the God in whose image and likeness were made. Now, where that further leads us is in a broken world, and John Paul II called this the historical period here, in the presence of sin in the historical period, 
living that is is difficult precisely because our life becomes a school of love. And here's kind of a paradox. We're made from love with the capacity to love with the call to become our full selves in love. So it's, it's essential to who we are. And yet we still have to learn how to love. And when we look at the saints, when we look at people in our lives, we start to see a whole spectrum of where people are in this school of love. And we aspire to a level of love where we can become, as Archbishop Shep used to always say, it's spiritual nephrology. <laughs> Big word, but it's like we become the ones who take the brokenness, the sin, the, the and, and turn not just the anger of that injustice in those interactions, but we, we turn them into a compassion. How could someone be so broken that they can't receive my, my good intentional love, my good act of love, my good presence? Mm. And the compassion allows us then to do the, the practical things that you've spoken about, even in the last caller, of being able to uh, be honest about who we are at this moment in our life and our ability to give and receive love, but also to look at the world as this place where this is where the school is happening. We're learning how to love. And when we're honest about our ability to love and to be loved, then all of the frustrations, all of the doubts and the fears, they come in a different tone, a different hue. But it's still a part of the same system. It's a school of love. We're learning how to love. And the more we are capable of love, the more we go from student to teacher. Yeah, you know, and I think that, you know, what you're saying just kind of underscores what we were talking about earlier, where we need to not allow the defensive person to cause us to be defensive in response, but but rather to mm. learn how to respond in love, to respond in a way that allows us to work for their good and the good of the situation, which of course takes grace, mm. right? Yes, yes. And I think that's, you know, in practical terms, we talk about that as being, you know, sometimes we're a thermostat, sometimes we're a thermometer, you know, in the sense that sometimes mm. people set the tone and the temperature, and sometimes we're the ones that need to change the temperature. And being able to discern when that happens is part of, you know, the challenges of life. But we can't just allow broken people to break us. Um, but at the same time, we need to be honest about our ability to love because you know, we're learning, too. And there's only so much we can take of someone else's brokenness before we do have to detach, to reheal, to restore in order to be present to them again. So I, you're right. That reactive part in your opening uh, monologue there, which was beautiful, is really about coming to the truth about who we are in this moment and allowing God to be the, 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 the source, not other people, in terms of setting the temperature of our ability to love. Amen. Damon, thank you so much for being with us. And again, as folks, if folks would like to learn more about your good work, you can check out joyfuleverafter.org. Uh, Damon and Melanie Owens, Theology of the Body-Based Marriage Ministry. That's joyfuleverafter.org. And we're taking your calls, listeners, right now at 877-573-7825. Tell us about that defensive person in your life that you are tired of walking on eggshells around and will help you navigate those defenses and find a more peaceful relationship. 877-573-7825. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. The church isn't saying throw out the baby with the bathwater. Throw out all the media. Don't use the media. What the Pope is saying that make sure that what you are doing is enabling yourself and others to encounter Christ more deeply. And you can't do that unless you reach out. You have to reach out to God first. You have to encounter him in the Eucharist, in that personal relationship. And then you pray, you reflect, and then you go. 
In my book, Beyond Sunday, Becoming a 24-7 Catholic, I talk about the three M's of faith, meeting, mercy, and mission. You meet and encounter Christ. You enter into a personal relationship with him. He gives you mercy. And then what do you do? You just sit there and say, oh, thanks, Jesus. See you later. No, you go out on mission exactly as the woman at the well did. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo. John 6, verses uh, 48 to 58. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread, meaning me. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that a man may eat of it and never die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread which I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh, at which the Jews disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? They're scandalized by this. How is it that we're not? How is it that we just hear this and go, Oh yeah, I know that passage. They're just outraged and at least perplexed. Sane people, inspired teachers... Wise men, prophets, don't say things like this. Hi, I'm Dr. Greg Poptrack. Raising kids is hard. We all do our best and we all fear that we failed in some way, especially when our relationship with our adult kids isn't what we wish it was. It's easy to give in to self-recrimination. Blame, especially self-blame, accomplishes nothing except fostering the feeling that we're stuck and powerless. Rather than ruminating about past mistakes, put your energy in what needs to happen to make your relationship stronger today. Look for opportunities to create a stronger connection with your adult kids. Seek out ways to build trust. Take the initiative. Of course, you need to respect your adult children's boundaries, but let them know that you have no intention of giving up on them and that you're willing to have whatever relationship they're willing to build with you. Start from that point and build from there. Want more tips for strengthening your relationship with your adult kids? Check out our book, Having Meaningful and Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Your Adult Sons and Daughters, or visit CatholicCounselors.com. for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Wearing Armor. As we talk about dealing with those defensive people, those folks who kind of lash out, uh, they seem always quick to take offense. Uh, we're always feeling like we have to walk on eggshells around them. You know who I'm talking about. Let's talk about how to deal with those defenses and create more peaceful interaction those folks give us a call at 877-573-7825 again that's 877-573-7825 before we go to our next caller we just want to send out congratulations to two more members of the ewtn radio family WSOG in Spring Valley and Normal, Illinois, is celebrating 21 years with EWTN, and KTDC in Muscatine, Iowa, marks 20 years with us. Congratulations from your friends at EWTN Radio and listeners wherever you are tuning in to EWTN. Make sure you're supporting your local 
EWTN Catholic Radio Station, both with your prayers and with your dollars. Let's keep EWTN Radio going strong for decades to come so we can keep supporting you and living a more faithful, abundant life. With that, we are taking your calls on our show today titled Wearing Armor. Is there somebody in your life who's tough to be around because they're just so quick to be defensive, so easily offended, and just always ready to lash out or criticize and make us feel like we've got to walk on eggshells around them? Whether you have to deal with that person every day or just around the holidays, it's hard work being around that defensiveness. We want to help you Navigate those defenses and find peace. 877-573-7825. Of course, if you're the defensive person and you're trying to figure out how to not be so reactive and maybe give people a little bit more space, we're here for that too. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Paul, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Michigan on Ave Maria Radio. Hi, Paul. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Uh, Yes, uh, Dr. Popchik, uh, good morning to you. Uh, I have experienced what you just previously talked about, uh, you know, people trying to steal my joy. But my question is from a little different angle. my angle on this is I have friends in the past and even currently who are compulsive talkers. They never stop talking. They don't, do not listen to the other person talking and talk right over that other person when they try to talk. So my question is, what is the diagnosis of their problem and what do we do to uh, solve it or fix it in your opinion? Okay. Well, I mean, you know, there's no diagnosis for it. I mean, what generally speaking, what I find is that people who are compulsive talkers like that, um, they, they do it intentionally. Well, not intentionally. They do it unconsciously to, to keep people at arm's length. It's a way to avoid being vulnerable um, and, you know, and, and for them to feel kind of in control. And so it's, it's coming out of a place of anxiety. It's coming out of a place of, of not feeling like they can... Uh, you know, could be in control of things more, and, and also a little afraid of letting people in. Um, you know, the best thing to do is, is, is at some point in their conversation to be able to say, you know, I'm, 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 I'm starting to have a little bit of a hard time following you because you're covering, you covered a, a lot of things. You know, I wanted to go back to talk about this thing that you mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, and just really just jump in you know and and uh, and and ask that and you know what you find it if if you're able to um do that consistently they start to become more aware of how they're coming across um so this way you're able to make you know have have some conversation with them it's never going to be one where they're they you know they stop after 30 seconds and ask you how you're doing it's going to be more you, you have to jump in after you know three or four minutes instead of letting them go on for 10 or 15 and say, hey, you know, you're saying a lot of stuff there and I really want to be able to pay attention to you. I really want to be able to hear all the things that you're saying, but I also wanted to make a comment on something that you said a little bit earlier. Would that be okay? And then, the, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, that's fine. I'm sorry. You know, so that's really the best way to kind of jump in if, if you want to have a conversation with them. You also do have to realize, though, that, um, you know, anything you say may not really sink in because they have a hard time attending 
Um, it, it, again, it's part of that whole process of having a hard time letting people in. You know, there there might be lots of other reasons that that person is fun to hang around with, but you're probably not going to have a very deep uh, and mutually, uh, uh, what am I trying to say, mutually connected relationship. It's going to be more that they're, they're a nice person to be around for certain things or in certain ways, but you're never going to have a deep intimacy with this person because you're just not capable of letting people in to that degree. But, it, you know, when it gets irritating that they've been monologuing for too long, that's, that's a, a charitable way to kind of interrupt that process. Yeah, or to just interrupt it and say, you know, I really want, to, yeah, I really want you to you know, finish your thought on this, but you've put some, you know, some thoughts in my mind that I'd, I'd love to have a chance to you know, reflect on with you as soon as you're done with your point. Right. So that they know that you're saying, hey, you know, I'd like a chance to have a two-way conversation here if, if you can work your way up to that. Those are just, you know, simple ways to sort of set those boundaries in a loving way and allow yourself an opportunity to invite them into that mutual conversation. All right. Paul, thank you so much for the call. 877-573-7825. We're talking about dealing with defensive people, people who you feel like you kind of have to walk on eggshells around them because they're so easily offended or so quick to give offense uh, to sort of treat you like the enemy. How do you deal with that in a graceful way and redirect the conversation so it can actually be peaceful and successful? 877-573-7825. Once again, 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. If you're listening to the podcast, you can also shoot us your questions via email. That address is questions at more2liferadio.com. That's with the number two, questions at more2liferadio.com. Let's talk now with Jennifer, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Michigan on Ave Maria Radio. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi there. Well, I called in because I was concerned about how I can deal with speaking to my daughter. She's 31. She's quite defensive about talking about her life situations these days and the things that she does. She wants to tell me about everything. And and then whenever I want to converse with her about it, she wants to tell me, well, first she wants to say, "Ah, ah," and gets upset because I even want to converse with her about it because she just wants me to hear her. And converse I, how? I wait, 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 talk to well, me about uh, how. Yeah. Be more specific for us, She's Jennifer, a, so we can get a clearer picture. You know, the way kids are now with the internet and Snapchat and TikTok and social media and how it's okay to put your life out there and pictures of yourself, you know, where you're not appropriately dressed or doing appropriate things or whatever. And that's how you make your money these days. And that's the the way of life and i just are, are you saying that, that and i are you saying that your daughter is 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 um like running an only fans channel or something i mean what, what do you mean like is she she's well, getting paid she for exposing that. herself she does online tiktok and well yeah she does all of that stuff and she tells me that that's how life is now and i'm out of touch with it because you know internet and and all this social media kind of stuff is the way of life and i said no that's not you know i try to live by christian values and i try to talk to her about some of this stuff and she's just like no you know i don't want to hear it you know you just don't even know what you're talking about this is what everybody does and she's just very defensive and it's and i just don't even know how to talk to her because she wants to tell me this stuff but whenever i want to you know have a comment back to her she just blows up and gets really upset 
And I'm I'm sure you're extremely concerned if this is the kind of thing that she's posting on social media. How is she living her personal life? Is she involved in with like shady characters? Is she you know living? A, I say a, they are. She she yeah. lives a, you know kind of a thug life, but she's a bartender at a bar, and you know there's a lot of talk in bars, and she does okay for herself as far as you know paying her bills and taking care of her stuff and whatever, but. As far as her, um, you know, the way that yeah. she portrays so, herself so, and lives and the social media kind of life and everything's out there and that's okay. I just, I believe that. Well, Jennifer, let me ask you. So, so she, she's behaving, I apologize for interrupting. We're just short on time. I, okay. We, 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 um, do you have any sense of, of why she's hurting so much? Because all of this behavior is, is, is coming out of a place of pain. I think it's Where's become a follower thing, you know. A lot of these kids no, it doesn't. It. But it because yeah, no, no, no. It, it well, let, let me let me let me stop there. It 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 yeah, sure. That's how that's how a person justifies it. Oh, look, all the followers who are who are paying me whatever a month to see me, and I can make things. so much money. But, but so yeah, she looks like she's taking care of her rent and all those things, but not in a way that's good for. But her. But that's not why she's drawn to that in the first place. And she's drawn to that because she's hurting, and. While I, I mean, look, I'm 100% behind you. It's, it's immoral. It's degrading. It's unhealthy. It's inappropriate. It's heartbreaking, it's heartbreaking right? Um, but you can't address this with her as a behavioral problem or a moral problem because that's not where she's at. She's in a place where she's hurting. Somebody hurt her or she was hurt in some way uh, that, that, that made it seem okay to do this in the first place. And she hangs out with a lot of people who have been hurt in a similar way that makes her feel like, well, this is everybody these days. No, it's everybody that she knows who's also been hurt the way she's been hurt. Um, and if you, if you want to have a successful conversation with her about this, um, or, or you know, over time have a series of conversations that could bear fruit, you're going to have to start by recognizing the pain that she's in. Um, and b because a person who has not been hurt doesn't want to expose themselves the way your daughter is. You know, a person who's not been hurt in some way has a natural sense of modesty, has a natural sense of, um, I'm not even talking about Christian virtue, I'm just talking about just a natural human desire to not be shamed or seen as an object. Right, I mean, the theology of the body, St. John Paul II speaks about this a great deal because it is a universal truth. If we haven't been hurt, it's sort of that inbuilt thing that says, I don't want to be used and I don't want to set myself up to be used. So I'm not going to portray myself in this way. So she's not going to react well to anything you say, but, but, but she's especially not going to react well if you try to approach this from a moral or behavioral perspective, because that doesn't address the pain that she's operating out of. What you're going to have to start saying to her is, honey, I, I, I know what you're trying to do. You know, I know that it feels good to have people compliment you. I know it feels good to have followers that make you feel good about yourself. I know and I know that you feel like you're making a lot of money off this, and it seems like an easy thing to do. But I just see the pain that you're in, and I see that you're hurting, and I see that you're so desperate for approval or, a, or attention that you'll do anything to get it, and it breaks my heart, and I'm so sorry that you're suffering that way. And when you're ready, I would love to work with you to figure out how we could help you feel better. Right. And that's really where you, you need to be operating from. We actually talk about this more in, in our book, 
uh, having meaningful, sometimes difficult conversations with adult sons and daughters. In fact, uh, Lisa and I are flying down to EWTN in, uh, this weekend to tape two shows with, that, uh, with Jim and Joy that will be airing next week on this topic, not specifically what you're talking about, but the, the idea These of difficult having difficult conversations. conversations with adult sons and daughters. So I invite you to tune in to EWTV next, EWTN TV next week for that. But in the meantime, you can pick up a copy of the book, Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Our Adult Sons and Daughters. Because in this situation, you know, the chapter on accompaniment versus approval would be really important to you. Because based based on the suggestions that I already described to you here, we need to figure out you need to figure out ways to to accompany your daughter without approving of what she's doing, and we often confuse the two. We feel like if if I don't criticize this or I set boundaries with this or if I don't make my disapproval known all the time, then somehow I'm enabling my daughter in doing this, and that's not the case. I mean, she you know you you have to pray for opportunities to address it. But you have to look at ways that you can address it that, that actually resonate for her. And, and talking about the pain, she'll probably reject that idea, but she won't be de as defensive as she will be whenever you come at her from a moral, moral or behavioral perspective. So, Jennifer, I'd like you to try to adopt this approach. If you'd like more support, check out Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Our Adult Sons and Daughters. It's available at catholiccounselors.com or wherever books are sold. If you'd like more personal guidance on this, then I invite you to reach out to our team at, at catholiccounselors.com to get the ongoing support you need to know how to better interact with your daughter and, and hopefully ultimately lead her to a healthier and holier place in her life. 877-573-7825. Our show today is titled Wearing Armor. As we talk about dealing with defensive people, those folks who are so defensive that they become offensive, and we feel like we have to walk on eggshells around them. If that's describing someone you know, or it's describing you, let us help. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day. And our scripture comes to us from 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. And this is a message both for the defensive person and for us who have to deal with a defensive person. Because humility, it's not the virtue of running yourself down. It's the virtue of learning to listen. Yeah. It's not the, the virtue either of, of just silencing yourself so you look holy and meek. It's, it's really very, it's a strength that allows you to listen, isn't it? Right? Well, so, yeah, like, so with our last caller, for instance, you know, being humble in that situation says, you know, I, I'm not going to focus on what I can teach my daughter or what I need to say to my daughter. I'm going to focus on listening to the pain that my daughter's in and trying to respond to that. You know, I'm going to be I'm going to be humble enough to to feel like I don't have all the answers, and I want to really hear where she's coming from and why she's acting the way she is, so that I can minister to that need. For that matter, the defensive person needs to hear this because, you know, rather than feeling afraid of being taken advantage of or used all the time or or needing to react in some way, that humility allows them to open up to see where the other person's coming from and see that they're not the enemy, so that we can learn to find ways to let each other in. So this verse reminds us of the importance of humility in all of our relationships. We have a lot to learn from each other, lots of ways that we can support each other if we're willing to be humble enough to lay aside that defensiveness or lay aside our rightness and learn to be with each other. 
With that, we are taking your calls at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Call up and share. Is there someone in your life who's tough to be around because they're just so quick to be defensive, so easily offended, always seeming to lash out or criticize? We are here for you and helping you find grace-filled ways to navigate defensiveness. 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your questions coming up right after the break. Stick around. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists, and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. We have something that stands in utter contrast to the lies of this world. It's called the Word of God. The Word of God is what demolishes all that sets itself up as an opponent to the good, the true, and the beautiful, all that sets itself up as an opponent to Christ Jesus. The Word of God is given to us so that we have something to hold on to that's true in all circumstances. We always have a place where we can wash ourselves in the regenerating waters of Scripture. We have a place to retreat to, where we can cling to what is true. The Word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of the soul and spirit, of the joint and the marrow, and it's a judge and critic of the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and we're talking about dealing with defensive people today on More to Life, 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. We're talking now with Janet, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hi, Janet. Welcome to More to Life. How can we help you out today? Well, I have a 22-year-old special needs grandson. He has a slight learning disability. He's also ADHD. He has a truck. He drives his own truck. He has a driver's license. He holds down a full-time job with the school district here. Uh, the problem is he's quit going to church with us, for one thing. He has uh, taken money out of my billfold, but he is in the process of paying it back because I did confront him about it. We sit down and try to have a conversation with him about some of these things, and he gets very, very angry. 
uh, and then he gets verbally abusive. Um, and then he'll when you say sit down and have a conversation about some of these things, what, give, give me an example of a conversation you want to have with him that he gets defensive about. Well, I'd like to find out why he's so angry. Uh, he has been living with us since he was about four years old, and he's now 22. He'll be 23 next month. And it, we thought we were raising him in a very religious Christian home. We've done what we could to help him get started because of his learning disability. He's, he's made good, good progress with his learning disability. Mm. But uh, it's just the anger. He has so much anger. And if you ask him why he's so angry, what makes him so mad, his reply is, I don't know. Okay, well, I mean, and so, go ahead. Where where are well, his parents? Why are why did you raise him instead of his okay? Folks? His his dad lives basically with us. He has a home, a little house on the other side of our driveway. And his mom is where? Is real, I'm sorry. And mom's where? She's quite a ways away from here, and she's not very much in the picture, and hasn't been for hmm. quite a few years. We've tried so, so to get he, her involved. He's got a lot of wounding from losing. You know the the I'm sure. parenting of his yeah. from his parents oh, but but the, and there's there's not a lot you can you personally can do about that but it's important in, in background information and and there is a lot of you know wounding that, that that he has to work through and i as you know so i would suggest to you that that asking him why he's so angry isn't really a produ productive question because honestly even if he, even if he knew or he can answer the question it doesn't solve the problem right um the the what the best way to interact with him is to say look when he gets angry, he says, look, I understand that you're upset. I want to hear whatever it is that you have to say. I'm willing to talk with you about whatever your concerns are, as long as you can address them respectfully. But I don't deserve to be spoken to this way. So I'm going to ask you to take a breath. Let's, I'm not your enemy. And if you can speak to me respectfully, we can continue the conversation. If not, then this is what I'm going to have to do. And then you tell him what, what the you know, outcome is going to be that you want it, you know, for example, you know, if you were get if you were talking to him about him stealing this money and he was getting defensive and angry about it, you could say, listen, I'm willing to talk with you about, you know, why you did it, what your needs are, how we can work with you through this to come up with a plan to make this right. I'm not your enemy. Uh, I love you. I appreciate you're frustrated and you're upset and you're embarrassed and all those things, but you can't speak to me like that. If you're willing to talk to me respectfully, I'm happy to work this out with you. If not, you're gonna you're gonna pay me the money back, you know, by this weekend, and that's the way it's gonna be. So, which way do you want to handle this? Right. So you're you're being clear about not oh, honey, why are you so mad? How how can we help you feel better? How, it's no look. I, I'm absolutely willing to to work with you through this to deal with this. I'm, I appreciate your concerns, and I'm not your enemy, and I'm willing to work with you as long as you can speak to me respectfully take a breath and let's do this right if you can't manage that then this is what the consequence is going to be and then you just you're very firm with that now if that's not successful then the next step is really saying you know you need to process you need to be willing to work through all of this with in counseling and i've made an appointment for us to go don't ask him you know i know he's 22 uh but still don't ask him he still lives with you uh he, he still you know you're still in that position of authority with him uh and he needs skills he, he's got a lot of stuff to be able to work through not just the, the, the present stuff, but all the past stuff that led him to this place. And I really think that that's ultimately what's going to need to happen. But don't worry about the why question. The most important thing is just focusing on what do we need to do to get through this and you know, deal with each other respectfully. And if you can't manage that, then that just provides more of uh, the case for needing to seek professional help to learn how to deal with the demons. 
Thanks so much for the call. And that's all the time we've got for the show today. If you are looking for more ways to deal with the defensive, hostile, offensive, angry people in your life, don't hesitate to reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life. Learn more at CatholicCounselors.com. And then get out there and celebrate the life God has for you because in, with His grace, there's so much more to life. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchuk. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.